Hello, my name is Paul Bennett. Welcome to My Humble Diatribe for the Day. My wife Penny and I, and her guide dog Jefferson, have just moved. We've moved from North Bay, Ontario, to Kingston, Ontario. Moving is an activity not undertaken lightly. Mind you, it is preferable if you yourself are lighter. That way you can carry more payload. I'm not talking about suddenly bursting forth in a frenzy of physical activity. I'm talking about what the British term moving house. In Canada, we tend not to move houses. They are way too heavy and awkward. We move their contents and ourselves. Moving involves many activities during the weeks before and after the main event. Quite apart from settling on a new domicile and actually purchasing it, there are practical matters to attend to, such as purchasing boxes, which one finds out are really just pieces of specially cut cardboard, forming and taping the cardboard into actual functional boxes, loading boxes with one's prized possessions, packing the boxes to make sure that prized possessions remain in one piece during their travels, and thus remain prized, taping boxes to make sure that boxes remain closed, labeling boxes so that they know where to go at the other end, getting boxes out of the way so that more can be formed, taped, loaded, packed, taped again, and labeled. And that's all before the official move even starts. You know, before the big orange truck shows up at your door. By the way, feel free to substitute your own color as appropriate. It's interesting that the British call the people who show up with the big orange truck removers, whereas we simply call them movers. In this case, the British word might be more accurate as by the time the big orange truck actually shows up, you've already moved your boxes some number of times. The moving company simply moves them again, re-moving them. I'll stick to the Canadian usage here and call them movers. So the movers showed up, loaded all of our possessions into the big orange truck and headed off to our new home. We, however, had to be the last people out of the house for a number of reasons. Answering all the questions. Does this go? Do you really want this? And so on. Cleaning up after the movers had unveiled the mess of dog hair and dust we'd been unwittingly living with for a number of years. Handing over the keys. Despite being the last ones to leave the old house, we had to be the first ones into the new house, or the people in the big orange truck would not have been able to unload our goods. So, into the new house. Once we had succeeded in actually getting into the new house for the first time, the very first people to get a grand tour were the people we hope never to see again in our lifetimes. The movers. 
They had to know what we meant when we said things like Paul's office or the guest room. Then the fun began as they hauled everything off the truck into our new dust and dog hair accumulatorium. Because we had been diligent in labeling everything, we weren't faced with too many questions of the form, where do you want me to put this? All we had to do was to run around and find all the items that had been incorrectly positioned despite their labels. It was important to do this before the movers headed off and left us with half a houseful of stuff to be shuffled about, but that we couldn't have moved on our own. Once the movers had left, there were a few things that needed to be done urgently. Eat. Feed the dog. Find the box containing the bedclothes. Make the bed. Fall into it. Everything else could wait until another day. On that future other day, which uh, turned out to be the next morning, we faced a veritable sea of boxes. Boxes occupied every conceivable unit of available floor space, chair space, desk space, table space, garage space, and headspace. In short, we couldn't move for all the boxes. When people came to the door, we would greet them by saying, Welcome to Box City. As time progressed, we began to think of our new home as box hell. The obvious solution was to start emptying boxes, storing possessions appropriately, so that we could actually have some space in which to reside and carry out our daily lives. This involved making choices. I'll cut to the quick right away. Most of our choices were wrong. First, which room do you start working in? Well, let's consider the priorities of life. Food. Lunch will be coming up soon, and it would be nice to eat then, so there is enough unpacking energy left to make it to supper time. Food means the kitchen. Penny was into the kitchen, working furiously. Shelter. Well, we were in our new home, and we had a bed made, so we were okay there for a while. Email, the internet, and communications are a modern necessity. That was my domain. The first task was supervising the telecommunication provider's technician as he installed our new optical link to the outside world. Next came the myriad boxes in my office. Inevitably, the boxes which needed to be opened first were on the bottom of the pile, meaning every other box above it had to be moved again. Once that was done, there was no more place to open the target box. More box shuffling. Finally, I could put the skeleton of a home computing and communication environment together. Of course, with progress comes more demands. The computer is all set to go, but a keyboard and mouse would be handy. Where the heck are they?
Now, of course, the box that had been moved off the first box is at the bottom of a new pile. You guessed it. Move all the boxes into a new pile with a new target box on top. It reminded me of the little mystic square children's puzzle in which 15 numbered tiles slide about in a 16 square tray. Except in this case, unlike in the puzzle, you can't see the whole situation at once because most of the boxes making up the puzzle are buried under others. Suffice it to say that the next stage of the move, emptying boxes, was a nightmare. We had taken weeks to pack the boxes, and it would take weeks to unpack them. Gradually, a new problem arose. We got to the point where we had emptied so many boxes that the empties were taking up a lot of room. We had to get rid of them. We were loath to simply throw them out, as they were definitely reusable. We consulted our real estate agent who suggested some people who could benefit from some lightly abused boxes. Eventually, they left. The results of this action should have been predictable. The boxes were gone, which created more space to unpack more boxes which eventually occupied more space and eventually needed to be recycled. You get the idea. The whole cycle recycles and recycles and recycles. We have achieved a tolerable situation. Not a great situation, but a tolerable one. The items we use less frequently remain in boxes, but we do have enough space to move around and accomplish most of what we set out to, including taking a rest now and again. In fact, maybe now, the balance has swung more to resting than to unpacking. We still have to unpack and hang mirrors and pictures, but most of the rest is in its final resting place. Knowing that moving is an activity involving touching and making decisions about every single item you own, twice, we have decided that we will never move again. We're simply not going to put up with doing it again. That's why I can confidently say that everything that's unpacked is now in its final resting place. At least until we're in ours. And that is my humble diatribe for the day. <laughs>